0: Obviously, you made a right turn, because here's the wrong kind of podcast.
1: Welcome to the wrong kind of podcast. This is my radio voice for you new listeners. Uh, Yancy and I went to the Caulfield City Commission meeting this evening. This is going to be a real quick 10-15 minutes of that. I want to talk about the proposed, and now I believe, the lawful noise ordinance. Today is August 23rd, 2022. Will that be the year of our Lord?
0: The year of our Lord.
1: Uh, So anyway, Yancey and I went up there, what, a month and a half ago, two months, to protest the noise, I can't say noise, the noise ordinance. And uh, so the commission essentially tabled it, reworked it, brought it back. There's a couple things in there that weren't there before that I, as I've said many times on here before, I self-debate and change my mind. I was pretty adamant about having the warning in there, and I was pretty adamant about having the reporting party be on record. So, I th-
0: I think they made some really important omissions, though, Yes,
1: uh, such as the
0: measuring of the noise itself. Yes. And there was also the... Um, the rep- well, yeah, what you said—the
1: reporting of the mm-hmm. reporting party—so was also omitted. So the reporting party. My first instinct is: I want to know who the hell is accusing me, and I still kind of want to know who's accusing me if I think I'm not doing something wrong. But on the other side of the debate, what if you were the neighbor that was reporting a known asshole neighbor? that this guy or woman or whoever is constantly making noise. And what if they're a revengeful type of neighbor? Mm -hmm. There should be a way for you to be able to call without fear of, uh, revenge to some degree though. Eventually you should be able to know who your accuser is. Well, I I guess if there is,
0: uh, repercussion against the person who is the offender, you are going to have to be on a report anyway. So at at the end of the day, you're not going to be anonymous
1: forever. And no, not forever. Uh, and sometimes in the past, cops will just go to the RP's house because, you know, we want to find out if they're full of shit too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the second one was the warning. I was pretty adamant about having a warning and then, you know, commissioner Doan had the same, uh, wonders that I did is, you know, how long is this warning good for? Is it, you know, five years, 10 years without having a warning? That means they don't have to give you one. What I'm trying to get at is maybe the cop and chief Bromley spoke Mm -hmm. normal practice. And I believe him to be true. I'm a fan of Bromley. Uh, they show up, they talk to you, they go away. Generally that takes care of it. In the old way they showed up, they was going to give you a warning. So now It's,
0: let's just be cool, man. Well, and he also brought up the point that this isn't a serial issue either. Um, It's not something that happens every single weekend or anything like that. And the mayor brought up the point that this actually just gives the police a little teeth. So everything isn't left up to absolute discretion or interpretation of what an officer's opinion is. They actually have something as a framework to go by.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. And I told them as much, you know. uh, I got up there and told them that 20-year-old me thinks this is bullshit. 50-year-old me completely understands it. (laughs) No doubt. Uh, And I also just want to give a shout-out to all the bitchers and complainers in Facebook land that weren't at the commission meeting today. You guys did a real good job. Yeah. Holla. Yes. Uh, Anyway, I believe it's law now. They also talked about your... uh, taxes and how the city uh appraises your values and you can go back and look for our uh, county appraiser episode and there was a gentleman up there i cannot remember his last name dude
0: yeah i don't remember it either it just loses me
1: but anyway uh how much do you say the city is going to get extra surplus per year with this new tax
0: one hundred and sixty thousand dollars So that is with, okay, so there was a lot of discussion on the mill levy, on the current mill levy being the same as it was last year. However, the uh, sustainable mill levy was going to be something along the lines of 49.125 mil, something like that. They approved a mill levy of 53 and some change. Yeah. And that's where that result of $160,000 in the black comes from.
1: So the city has cost too. Sure. Everything goes up. Everybody's shit goes up. That doesn't make it feel any better. Cost of business is on the rise. Mm-hmm. That's just because of the policies that we have. Current administrations, corporate greed, whatever the hell, you know, the world works on money. The city needs money. And, uh, I don't think there's any dark shadows at work within City Hall just trying to binge you over to just
0: take all your money. Well, it's kind of proof positive that those budgets never go backwards. (laughs) I mean, they never really do. Regardless of, you know, um, a lady got up, a well-known realtor here in town got up and spoke about... Shout her out. (laughs) Yeah, so Carla Lelisher got up and spoke about um, the inflation of real estate costs was going to more than offset the tax revenue that would be generated by those property taxes. So just by default with the inflation, there was going to be an increase in revenue to the county and to the city. So she actually wondered why there needed to be a mill levy increase, which was a fair question
1: but they said they weren't raising it right the mill they that way. said
0: that they said they weren't raising it it's going to be the same as it was last year mm-hmm. we could have been sustainable with a decrease but they kept it the same because it was just going to be it was going to be the same and she also brought up a question that was fair on um help me with the terminology of what the state passed in 2021 that they oh, called fair
1: it is right here hold on a second
0: you've got the agenda there
1: it is where the hell is it at? Uh, shit. Oh, here it is. Resolution R-22-50. A resolution, of the city of Caulfield to levy, levy, levy a property tax rate exceeding the revenue neutral rate.
0: Revenue neutral rate, which is something that the state passed a bill where you have to report if you're... Um, a municipality yes. is at revenue neutral rate. And I th- so that's why you got information on your property evaluation because yes. um, the state, because the state required it.
1: So I think an easy way to explain that, I think I just figured it out in my head. They're exceeding the revenue neutral rate. They didn't raise the mill levy. They're going to get more money than they did last year. But seeing how they're going to keep the mill levy the same, they're actually generating more money and they have to let somebody know. Is right. that correct?
0: That's that's the way I see it. It's kind so of that, hard to understand. So that the you know the people, the, the residents know that this isn't just like you said, some slush fund or some maybe that's shady good. stuff going They're on. They're
1: exceeding the revenue neutral rate. They're getting more back this year than they did last year so they are exceeding the revenue neutral would mean no growth mm-hmm. they are exceeding the no growth rate uh,
0: the only question that i had was my is that 49 mills is that the revenue neutral rate and then the 53 that they just passed the the
1: exceeding part yeah see if i was commissioner this would be one of those deals where i'd be sending emails and saying hey can we have a meeting somebody needs to explain this to me in the stupidest terms possible
0: right well, and there was another guy that had just moved here from yes. Florida. I don't recall his name, but he had those sort of questions. And so, unfortunately, some of those questions, if any, were answered and the um, the resolution was passed anyway. So.
1: so he had a pretty good point. He claims that he moved here because of the property values right. were lower. But once he got here with the taxes and all the other shit that he's paying... It's gonna be a wash for him now, I'm not here to kiss the city's ass, but when you have a town that constantly loses population and we want to maintain that level of service, you're gonna to have to pay right but so and a lot of people will say, well, how long can the
0: citizens absorb? I'm not sure this this loss in population because the less people there 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 is. Uh, the more the remaining people are going to have to absorb. And that's a, that's a totally valid and fair point,
1: and mm-hmm. I feel that way too. There's two solutions. One, either a major influx of some kind of income into the community. I don't know what that's going to be, and I think that's a pipe dream. And two, to me, the more rational realistic is we got to decide what we don't want. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to decide that we're okay with shitty streets we're going to have to decide that we're okay with lesser services in general. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to be.
0: So let me ask you, do you think that there is any aspect in this town where we live beyond our means or do you think that we have pretty much the standard no, services don't.
1: and I think we're uh, I have friends that work in the city, blue collar, some white collar now. And I think from past experiences and understanding how things work, I think Coffeeville is pretty much at the bare minimum of services. Mm. I think that uh, if there is any fat to cut, that you probably wouldn't notice it anyway. I think the... Let's not forget, we've talked about this before last year with the college tax issue. When we talk about cutting costs, we're talking about people. Yeah. Yep. The back in the late 80s 90s when i was a kid i used to frequent a uh, big wig in the city's home I hung out with the son and there was 30 i believe workers within the uh, public service department streets alleys i believe now this is just me throwing numbers out i think it was like 10 12
0: okay so you're talking about cutting more than half of that oh, department it's a third. where the population hasn't been cut in half no but this but the department has yeah
1: it's been cut in third Mm. 30 to like less than 15 maybe 15 let's just read numbers let's say it is third yeah you're correct population hasn't cut in half in 30 years i mean we're at nine thousand. well it might have we might have coffville peaked i think in the 60s at 21 or 2000 so you know i don't know Hey, uh, before we leave, i got a quick little rant because it's relevant because I talked about it on the podcast, not the podcast, but the website. God dang it, the Facebook page. <laughs> the site. Yeah, the site, which it is a site. Uh, the non-profit events. There was a lady comparing the fair to Caulfield Summer Celebration. Let me give me a little backup of what I know about the fair and Caulfield Summer Celebration. I know very little about the fair except for – uh, we've had Luke Carr and his wife in here before. They seem like good people. They're on the fair board. Your dad's on the fair board since I think your dad invented dirt. That's how long <laughs> he's been on the fair board. I think yeah. he brought the so, first load of dirt in.
0: I grew up with my dad being yeah. on the fair association. So yeah.
1: what I know about the Caulfield Summer Celebration, the room we're sitting in right now, I'm not trying to take any credit here, the very first meeting to hold the Caulfield Summer Celebration was held in this room with uh, Andy, Gale, and... uh Mike. Thanks, man. I blanked completely. (laughs) And I soon bailed, though, because I started concentrating on the Caulfield Street drags, and I didn't want to drag them old boys down. So I know a little bit about both of them. But to compare the two events to me is not fair because, for one, uh, the Caulfield Summer Celebration guys, they're not trying to make a dime. They're doing that out of the kindness of their own heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of private donations that go to that. It's meant to give the people of Coffeville something to do for the Fourth of July. They're not trying to make any money. Yeah. Uh, the fair, on the other hand, it is a for-profit.
0: It's it's more or less a business. It, it really is.
1: is. I mean, we talked about this earlier. If you go to work, and when you get done, going to work has benefited your life zero. Why go to work?
0: Well, that so. Along those same lines, if you go to work and you cash your checks and you pay all your bills and there's nothing left over, I mean, do you feel accomplished? No. Right.
1: The city doesn't host the fair. The city doesn't host summer celebrations. So when Mm -hmm. people always start talking about the city involvement, sure, the city has to give permits if you're using public property, if you're doing something, if you want in-kind services from the city. But my point is, we got to get off this... Profit, nonprofit debate. It's okay for your neighbor to make some money putting on an event. Quit asking them what this benefits. I'm going to start asking you what your job benefits. It I'd really, benefits you.
0: I'd really like to know what the genesis of that mindset is. I is it? don't know. Man. Is it nobody wants anybody else to get ahead, it, or it, it is feels it like some form of animosity?
1: A lot of it, I think, is just pure. I don't want you to succeed because Uh I'm not doing anything. If I don't do anything and you don't do anything, we're okay. But if I'm not doing anything and you're over here doing shit, you're making me look bad.
0: I would guarantee that those are the same people that bitch about there being nothing to do here.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah remember that next time you go to kane's ballroom or the bok center or the uh, brady theater or wherever you go i want you to go up and ask the ticker counted person what is this benefit uh-huh they're gonna tell you uh benefits <laughs> me give me your money or get the fuck out right that's all i really got to say you got anything you want to
0: no i think say? that pretty much sums it up
1: all right hey uh I think Yancey and I are going to be here in the next day or two with another dude cast. Dude, did you know? And then, of course, we'll have our regular shoe uh, this weekend. Really good shoe. And then, of course, we'll have the wrong kind of Fantasy Football League draft this Sunday here at the WKOP World Headquarters. And, uh, yeah. So, if you're new listening, thanks uh, for listening. If you've been listening for a while... Nice to see you. As always, I say, please share this podcast. Like it. Share it. Rate it. Five stars, please. Uh, tell somebody about it. And if you can afford to donate, wko WKOPodcast.com. We take many different forms of charity. <laughs> it's not charity. We are a for-profit organization here. What does this benefit you? We just talked about some public service. You didn't even have to go. Exactly. We went. Yeah. We represented uh, you. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, and we have what we call the listener hotline. If you would like to comment on this, opinions, truth bombs, fact checks. We have found out there is a three minute limit on the call. It will cut you off. Some people keep calling back to continue. That's fine. If you got something to say, we would appreciate it if you keep it to minute, two minutes. But anyway, we ain't got no hard fast rule. I'm not going to not play your message if it doesn't end and. A minute 37. Yeah. Anyway, Yancey, remember the phone number? I cannot.
0: 620-625-0146.
1: Hit that 15-second replay button and listen to it again. And give us a call, and we will see you next time. Peace.